All right, we'll go ahead and get started with our first Verizon IndyCar series media availability. We have the drivers from Team Penske here. We'll start on my far right with the driver who was fastest this morning of the team, fourth overall in the session, driving the number 22 DXC technology Team Penske Chevrolet. That is one sharp looking car, Simon Pagano. I thank you. I like nice things. So. <laughs> It's chromed, which is perfect for Tim Penske, and uh, fantastic sponsor to have on the team. And they, they're, they're getting bigger and bigger, and they're also going to be the Texas um, uh, title sponsor so for the race. So it's, it's really great to see them getting involved with the series and, and, and us as a, as a race team. So I'm very glad to represent uh, DXC. Very good. Could you, uh, talk us through your practice, how it went for you this morning. Yes, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of adjustments um, for us. I think for everybody because the cars are just so different to drive than it was last year, the last three years. So um, quite interesting. I actually liked it a lot. The cars are sliding a lot more. Uh, the braking distance are longer. Um, traction is very low. Um, so you definitely have to uh, think a little bit more about what you're going to need for the race and, and qualifying. So so far so good. The car feels really, really nice. Uh, we just need to find a little bit more speed. But um, we're working all three together to, to get that and, uh, and get to the top of the chart. Very good, very good. Call on next, uh, Will Power, driver of the number 12 Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet. Will was seventh fastest in the practice this morning. Well, if you could kindly just give, if you can fix the microphone you just broke. If you can. <laughs> That's not going to work. Look at, look at that teamwork. Look at That's that teamwork. Uh, just talk, talk about your practice this morning, how it went for you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, you know, we went out early, so our tires were not as good at the end there. But... Um, you know, I feel like we're in a pretty good window. Obviously, got uh, two good teammates to, to lean on and uh, try to work together to get the cars better. Uh, and as expected, the competition is very tight um, with with the common body kits. So, you know, you're just going to have to get you, if you don't get it right, you're going to really struggle um, to get in the fast six and qualifying. So, we're working towards that. What do you what do you like about this track, Will? Um, it's it's actually it's amazing how close the times are for how many corners there are. Normally that spreads the field out a bit, but um, it's it's a real driver's track to me um, because you got to your apexing walls, you know, and on the exits you're generally coming out to to meet a wall, so it's it's about accuracy, and uh, the surface is kind of just a as a high frequency of bumps, it's, it, you know, so the car's never really planted on the ground. So you, like Simon said, they definitely move around a lot more here, which is a lot of fun. So it is a cool track. Thank you. And last we'll bring in Joseph Newgarden, the slowest of the three Penske drivers this morning. He was eighth overall and then number one Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet. But uh, Joseph, uh, obviously you come in as, as the points leader, building some momentum after last weekend. Uh, talk us through your morning session. How'd it go for you? Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, that's okay. You know, we, we didn't run very much, to be honest. It was like one thing after the other um, was hitting us, it seemed like. So, um, you know, fortunately we got some laps. I think we have good speed, actually. It seems like we got pretty good speed. We're relatively close. So um, we just got to dial everything in, have a cleaner session, and I think P2 should be pretty good. So... Um, I'm excited to keep going. You know, I think I think we'll have some speed here. But like these guys said, it's very difficult. You know, everyone is much closer together, so it's changed the game. I think for the entire field, and so we're we're really having to be 
on top of every little detail and maximizing everything that we can to, to make sure we're going to be in the top six. Um, so that's kind of our focus right now. We've got to qualify well and then well, I'll just switch, switch strategies for Sunday and try and get our race car dialed in. But feeling pretty good so far. You know, it's good to be back in Long Beach. Awesome city, awesome place, and I don't think anyone dislikes this event. <laughs> Anything you want to elaborate on or what, what limited your track time this morning? Well, we had, uh, you know, we, we had some electronic things to start out that we had to come back in and fix, and then we had a couple engine-related things that happened that we fixed very quickly thanks to Team Chevy. Um, and then, uh, and then we had that one last run. We finally got a, a, to go out and do a run, and it wasn't the best run. So it was kind of just you know ping-ponging back and forth between different issues. But uh, I think we got all of them sort of sorted out now, and, and we should be ready to rock and, and practice too. And so you get them all out of the way in the first session. You're clear the rest of the weekend, right? That's normally our strategy. We just have a terrible first session and get everything out of the way, and then we're good to go for the rest of the, the weekend. All right, well, let's open it up for media questions now. We do have some handheld mics, so raise your hand, and we'll bring the mic down here. We'll start down here in front. And then we'll go back to David back there. Uh, Larry Mason, CarsAndCompetition.com. For any of the drivers up there, uh, the times right now, it's still early in the weekend, but uh, a couple seconds off of last year. What do you attribute to the new chassis as opposed to the track just being maybe a little bit green? Oh, yeah, I think uh, once you, you know, give us another session or two, I think the times will come down very quickly. I think the second session will be a lot quicker. Um, we may even be quicker with this new car here, actually, and we were in St. Pete, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that here, too. So once we, once we get more rubber down, I think we'll be just fine. Oh, David already has a microphone. Go ahead, David. Yeah. Now we'll go back to Bruce right behind you. Um, I wanted to ask if uh, on, uh, on days like these where you have a new car for this track and it's a track you aren't able to test on, uh, whether 45 minutes is too short or whether you'd always be restricted because of the number of, uh, you know, restricted number of tires. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a tire deal. If we had another set of tires, you'd want another 30 minutes. But um, you know, by, in three runs, the tires are starting to be pretty, pretty shagged because uh, it's a green track. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. You know, it depends how your session goes. It's makes it tough honestly like when you go these short sessions you got to be really on the ball and understanding standing the direction that you need to go so uh yeah it's it's generally it's a tire thing anyone else anybody else want to jump in or is he cover it all right let's go to bruce well uh you're the only driver that won here in the old champ car and the current IndyCar, not the current aero package, but in, in IndyCar. How big of an achievement is that when you look back on your career that you won the final Champ Car Series race here and you also followed it up with wins here in this series? Uh, yeah, it was, it was actually cool to win the last Champ Car race. I mean, those, those cars were awesome to drive, a lot of power, uh, more power than we have now. And um, it's just... It's just a great event because of the history, and um, you know so many of the great names have won here. So it's cool to kind of be a part of that. Right here, and then we'll come to to Joey, and then we'll work our way down this way. Go ahead. Hi guys, Jeff Gluck from JeffGluck.com over here. Um, I'm wondering, this being such an event of a race, if you had to guess. What percentage of the people here on Sunday are here because they're race fans, and what percent of the people are here because they've heard about the party? 
guys want? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think uh, there's probably a mixed bag there. You, I think you got people here because it's just a great event, and you got people here that are, you know, old school open wheel IndyCar fans, and, and they just love this this race. And uh, you see that. I mean, you see people kind of normally comes out on Sunday. You'll see people just drinking and having a good time and they're just here for the event and enjoying it but then you'll see people with all this like nostalgic gear that they have and they tell you all their stories it's it's a little bit like the indy 500 in my opinion you get the people that have been here for 30 years that'll tell you hey this is my story here's what i've got they've got this old school gear you want to the sign so i think you get a really nice blend of both and, and that's okay i mean i think when you put on a street course race it is kind of like a festival and a party so you want people to just show up and have a good time and enjoy the atmosphere but it's also nice to have those, you know, purist racers that are here for, for the action and, and want to see the race. And I, I think you get a good mix. Percentage-wise, it's hard to say. I don't know. Maybe it's 50-50. I have no idea. <laughs> We've got a Joey here. Do you have a question, Joey? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> then we'll come to... oh, 32. Right there, and then we'll come to Mary. All right, right, right. Sorry. Behind, yeah. I can't. The light's hard for me to see who's here. Uh, I'll, get to, I'll get to you, oh, Jenna. I'll get to you. <laughs> Robert Holler with the PCC Courier. Well, I think you talked after Phoenix right here. I think you talked after Phoenix about the uh, uh, the difficulty of passing there and the, the narrowness of the track and, and how tight everything was. Um, with this uh, track, as, as some of you mentioned, being a little shifty and a little bouncy uh, and, and the new arrow kit, do you expect that to be more of the same with uh, with this weekend's race? Or? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I think I think the the car you can follow a lot closer now so I think the racing will be quite good I don't, I don't think that I mean to me in Phoenix yeah it's one lane but there was more passing than the year before I mean I think IndyCar did a great job of the car um, it's just it's tough when a second lane doesn't open up um, but yeah it, my feel from St. Pete is and if you, you watch the race obviously there was a lot of action so I, I, it's going to be the same here Let's come down to Mary here right in the middle, and then we'll come down to Jenna. Um, this is for all three of you. Will made the comment about the tires, that you'd love to have another set of tires for practice. Um, during the race, though, with this new car, it seems that the tires wear out faster because the car slides through the turns. There are 11 turns here. Um, where is the best place to pass, and do you think tire management is going to be a big key to surviving the race? Go ahead, Simon, you start. You haven't talked in a little bit. <laughs> well, make sure you're awake. Well, yeah, I am. I'm <laughs> awake. Um, I mean, they just said everything I needed to say, so. <laughs> hey, Fred. So, there's a friend of mine there. <laughs> um, I think turn one is probably the best place and um, I think tire regulation would definitely make for uh, opportunities yeah so you know this morning the traction was very low and the rear tires were getting used up so it, it's definitely uh, going to play a role I think uh, we'll see how the track changes these vintage cars as well this weekend so that might play a role in uh, how the car feel during the race but um, yeah should be pretty interesting Joseph, well, anything to add? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, I think, it, you know, we, I actually felt like we thought tire degradation was going to be more of an issue at St. Pete than it was. We went into the race thinking it was going to be a big problem, and it wasn't as big of a problem as we thought. But you still saw people struggling quite a bit. Um, I guess what I'm saying is we overcompensated for how much we thought it was going to be an issue. 
I do think it's going to be worse here. Tire deg is going to be a little off. Um, and you're going to see a great race. I just think people are going to struggle out of the hairpin as tires get old. You're going to see a lot of passing in a T1. And uh, I think outlaps are really the thing to watch now. And St. Pete outlaps were very difficult. So you could pass anywhere in that type of situation. If someone has cold black tires coming out, they're going to really struggle to get around the lap and keep people behind them. And I think that will create good opportunity for whoever you're racing against. So I think the show will be much better this year, for sure. Not that it was bad last year, but it's just going to take another step forward. Very good. Okay, Jenna? Joseph, bear with me, because I may totally be reaching on this. Um, in 2012 here, you started on the front row with Dario, right? <laughs> and yes. uh, you made a very bold move in turn one that didn't work out for you. Um, what have you... Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have you learned um, from, you know, obviously that was five years ago, but um, to be able to, at a one-lane track last week, to be able to, you know, pull off a similar bold move, granted you had tires, but how have you changed as a driver from that to here? That's a great question. You know what I would say to that? The, the number one thing I learned there was do not try and pass Dario Franchitti as a I was going to say, it was Dario Franchitti, right? Into T1. Um, <laughs> it was my experience in not knowing that was a bad decision. And the more you drive and the more you get to learn your competition, the more you know what to do and what not to do around certain people. And obviously that was a bad decision against Dario. Um, he obviously didn't look at it very well, and you saw what happened. So if I learned anything, it's that know your competition. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up with this last question right here. Gentlemen, we've heard a lot of rave reviews about the new car, but is there anything you guys don't like about it? Anything made a change for the negative at all? Hmm. I'm a positive guy, so I'm going to stay in that range. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, it's really good. I mean, I think it's, it sounds silly because everyone's like, wow, this car is amazing. It looks so good. feels good. It's different. Um, but it is, it is an improvement. They've done a really good job. It looks much better. It's very difficult to drive now, especially from what we've come from. You've gotten used to this blanket of downforce, very high downforce cars where you can you know, get aggressive with the way you drive the car. Now you still drive the car aggressively, but you really have to watch all your inputs, and it makes it a lot more difficult. Um, just from a driving standpoint, from a setup standpoint, you really have to think about what you're doing, what you're compromising. There's not a lot that I, I think we dislike about it. I think it's good. I think we want some more power still. I think that's probably the number one thing we're still looking for. But that's coming. I mean, IndyCar is planning on bringing that forward in the next couple of years. So I don't think we have many complaints about it. All right. With that, we'll wrap it up with these guys. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Best of luck this weekend.